Where'd you get the meat from? Ah, but that'd be telling. A girl's gotta have some secrets. Very unusual. You don't know what you're missing out on being a vegetarian. Oh, but I do. I'm just happy you enjoyed it so much. Sure did. So, what do we do now? What we do now is we say goodnight and you go back to your room. Are, are you sure? I mean, we've got the whole night ahead of us. Lex, just be grateful for what you've had. I am. So good night then. So, welcome to Series 2, Episode 40 of Conversation League of Mountain, a podcast about the tribe. I'm your host, Lance, and joining the podcast panel today is Liz. Hello. Sabine. Hi. And Maggie. Hi. We have episode notes done by Matt and myself. So Series 2, Episode 40, the screenplay was done by Anthony Reed. It was directed by Julian McSweeney. And the episode synopsis read out by Liz. Are jubilant after Ellie Prince Wolf's story about the end of The Chosen. Bray agrees to host Casey's Rat Race, but the event is thrown into disarray when the favorite to win goes missing and both Jack and Tysan are struck by jealousy. Okay, so Alice is concerned when she realizes that Lex's bed hasn't been slept in and goes to Tysan, who has to lie and say she doesn't know where Lex was to cover up the fact that she and Lex have slept together again. Tysan later asks Lex what they're going to do about Alice, and he insists that they continue to see each other in the meantime. So yeah, panel, we have talked about the situation going on between these three characters before, but let's focus on that last bit. Um, for this conversation, what do you make of Lex's kind of demands to that they should still see each other despite the fact that they haven't spoken to Alice? Sense for Lex, you know, um, he has found something that has made him feel good and happy for the first, you know, real first time since losing Zandra. Even though he didn't love Zandra, she was important to him and he still grieved her and he's He's like, wow, life has started again for me. I don't want to lose this. Makes sense to me that Lex would be like, we can't stop what we're doing. I don't want to lose this, regardless of who's going to get hurt. And be so insistent about that. Not saying it's right, but it just does make sense that he would be like, whatever happens, we need to continue this. This is, I, I really like this. I really enjoy this. I found something special. I don't want to lose this. We'll figure out the Alice thing, but... I don't want to lose this. Yeah. Again, not right, but I get it. Me too. Hmm. Liz, how do you do it? At first I was just thinking, oh, well, it's Lex. Of course she's going to, you know, go for that option. My head was still thinking, well, you know, Lex should have shown more consideration. But yeah, you're, you're kind of making it seem more sensible. <laughs> yeah. I'm not saying it's right. <laughs> it's, it's wrong what he and Tyson are doing. But I'm just trying to understand why th his focus would be on continuing the relationship and disregarding his friend who's going to be hurt by it rather than prioritizing fixing the thing with Alice. Mm -hmm. Again, yeah. I don't think he should oh. be doing that, but... I, I agree. I just never really considered it from Lex's point of view. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And who really considers Lex's feelings? <laughs> just saying. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, I don't mean um, Sabine, because I had the same thought. Initially, I was like, oh, Lex. But then yeah. mm -hmm. hearing Liz's 
yeah. explanation. He's like, actually, you know what? That's true. He doesn't want to let this go. This is really important. And he's like, yeah, I get, I get what you mean. <laughs> yep. And the feelings are so genuine, you know? It's yeah. not some fleeting thing. We know that this is real. So I, yeah, ahead of it, that that like little kiss in the marketplace. I, I, that I, I, that's when I felt it was quite real. I was like, yeah, oh, I'm like it's what? adorable. Ador- yeah, it's actually kind of adorable. <laughs> I loved it, it. It's adorable. It's very very cute. It just annoyed me that they would not talk to Alice and then do that mm-hmm. where people yeah. could see them. Yeah, and that's the whole thing. And it sucks because Alice is going to get hurt. You know. And no matter what happens, she's going to get hurt in the situation because we're too far into it. Yeah, but it's just, especially doing that out in the open. Oh, yeah. Before before they've told her. I mean, this is a whole, air, whole mall filled with teenagers who love nothing more than to gossip. It's it's more convincing than all the scenes where they try to convince us that Danny and Bray are so lost <laughs> in each other. Yes. Fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> Again, because I was like, what are you guys doing? Anybody could see you. Mm-hmm. But it's like, did a good job and convinced me that they're just so lost in the glimmer of what they've just discovered mm-hmm. that they're not thinking yeah. beyond that. They don't, you know what I mean? In that moment, all he sees is her. All she sees yeah. is him in that moment. And even mm-hmm. though it's dumb. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what are you, Ned Fulmer? Like, geez. Um, but seriously, guys. <laughs> But it does, I think they did a better job in convincing me that these mm-hmm. two are just so lost in themselves in this oh, moment yeah. that they yeah, could be that they could be seen by anybody. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's true. I also like the, um, the, what's the word, the parallel of him offering her the apple, like he has a joke, and then she's like, mm-hmm. what are you talking about? And then he offers the apple, and she, he feeds her a bite, and it's, it's, when you parallel that to him, to giving her the cream rice in season one and the only reason he held that back to give to her is so he could have sex with her but this time he simply does it as a playful mm-hmm. moment with his paramour yes. <laughs> and that little grin that little grin like i i was like that's i can't it's too cute you know mm-hmm. i'm gonna throw up thank you <laughs> i i hate it that i'm I'm like stuck between like enjoying these moments with them mm-hmm. and then still being upset with the two of them because of what they're doing, screwing somebody over. And it's like, just yeah. deal with Alice, you guys. It's yeah. not that hard. You better do it now. You know, it's, it's, it's adorable to see, but just ah, from Alice, Alice's point of view, I want to strangle them. Yeah. Guys, there's I definitely two be, sides here. Yeah. I want to be a hundred percent on board with this, but I cannot until you deal with Alice. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Once you deal with Alice, I'm like, let's go, let's go, yeah. you know? But they still do a great job in making you mm-hmm. root for them despite what they're doing because we've seen yeah. later they don't do such a good job with this yeah. very same scenario of mm-hmm. painting two people who are so in love with each other they can't resist and they're screwing over another person and we don't feel the same way about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nope. We just hate them with every fiber hate of our them. being. Hate them. <laughs> I won't. Re- I won't name names. <laughs> it's quite a few, actually. But yeah, <laughs> I, yes. My my brain was going. Well, which ones are yeah. she going for? Because that could be quite a few. Quite a few. <laughs> Next season, season five. <laughs> mm. And wow, now you're making me think of the parallels between Lex and Tyson and Alice and Amber, Trudy, and Jake. That's what I had in mind. That's uh, 
that's what they're trying to do in that I know the second know. one they're trying to make us think well Jay and Amber are just so in love and we're supposed to root for that love despite what's happening to Trudy and we're supposed to feel bad for Jay and Amber for hurting Trudy and it's like the writing is so bad that that's not what happens Mm-mm. yeah no it just makes it's me the hate both with, of them. you know the same with Luke Ellie and Jack I'm sorry to say it you know, mm-hmm. yeah, that was my other thought. <laughs> yeah, yep. Here they do a very good job of convincing us that Lex and Tyson genuinely are falling in love. Yeah, yep. And that's not wrong, but I think it's beautiful. But got to make you know. things right with Alice. <laughs> yes. Yeah. In Lex's defense, when being compared to Jay, at least Lex didn't sleep with Alice. That's true. That is true. <laughs> you know, um, but he still didn't. Yeah, he still ha- hasn't done. Yeah, yeah. I, I know, but he was less wrong in this than Jay. Lex's defense, and he's actually in love and actually yeah. doesn't want to hurt somebody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but he also doesn't want to be hurt. Yeah. And I think that's also why he, you know, like you said, he's holding on to this, you know, wants to hold on mm-hmm. to Tyson and not because he doesn't want to be hurt as well. Yeah. Oh, you guys make me re- oh, why make me <laughs> five. It's all right. Uh, what, like a half a season sorry. ago, I hated Tyson. So, <laughs> yeah. And now I'm like, okay. Sorry, these parallels are important when you know <laughs> people ask, like, why don't you I like know. seasons four or five? And it's like it's the writing. And so yeah. when the parallels come up, I can't help but point them out. This is an example mm-hmm. of good writing, <laughs> mm-hmm. and that's an example of bad writing. And that's why I don't yes. like that thing. <laughs> See, you, you reminded me like. It, there was some good in it, like that. Uh, you, Amber didn't want to be hurt by this guy who had taken away someone she loved, and it, it started off good, and then they <laughs> you ruined it. Ruined. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, we'll get to I, that. I, yeah, yeah, I, I, I could appreciate the part of her, her not wanting him for that reason. Yeah, she just oh. should have stuck with her principles for once. We don't talk about that. <laughs> we'll come to it at some point. <laughs> Oh, but no, right. yeah, yeah um, you are absolutely right. These parallels are important because <sighs> when you also you mentioned it before, we, we look at the, the Tyson and Lex and the love story that's going on there. And you look at Bray and <laughs> Danny, <laughs> and you just think this is just, just so poorly written and scripted, and um, it's just unbelievable. I don't feel anything between the two of them at all, not one bit. Yeah, I don't know what why no, it served its purpose. You know what I mean. And I think we're getting close to that point where it doesn't matter anymore. <laughs> I just I don't, don't like it. it. Worth the purpose, like we've had what? <sighs> well, episode forty now, season two. I don't think it was worth it. That's this journey to put Bray through. It, was, it wasn't worth it. <laughs> was it, was it maybe worth not. It? Maybe not. Like, I, I, mm. Remember magic, magic. You know, yeah. Private parts. Forty episodes to get to this point. <laughs> it's not been worth it <laughs> when i think about J- bray's journey and of course we've all speculated on how was danny always meant to be there was danny just a side character alongside amber on and on we've gone on and on and of course you have to sit there and do the what if if amber had been there how much of the storylines would have had been altered and at the end of the day i feel like the biggest change was because amber wasn't there to take on the storyline, let's say, yes, she had the, the virus storyline. They had to make these changes to introduce Danny. 
And I feel like what happened when they did that to introduce Danny to make her important was they gave Bray a backseat. I don't think Bray was meant to have the backseat he had in the original storyline when Amber was supposed to be there. I think him and Amber were meant to be more of a team. And mm -hmm. but because Amber, you know, Amber would have been an, she was an established character. So they wouldn't have had to do anything to make her front and center. But Danny was new. They had to make her front and center. They had to make her someone that would stand next to Bray and have this voice. So in order for that to happen, it looks like Bray just took this back seat for half the season. And all we can say is, I guess he was grieving the whole time. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, once they had finished that curve and got Danny back where Amber was supposed to be, Bray comes right back up to the fore and Danny ends up taking this back seat. And it's so noticeable to us that we're like, what was the point of Bray's journey? Why did you take him on this trip? Mm -hmm. Whereas I don't think that would have happened if it had been Amber taking that storyline. I don't think Bray would have ended up in the back seat with Amber driving the whole time. Um, yeah. yeah. And his journey would have made way more sense because it's a journey he and Amber would have taken together. Yeah. But they had to waste so much of season two for Danny to have an impact. And it is a waste since they simply throw her away afterward. Mm -hmm. But I don't know if that was what they were planning on when they first, you know, re you know, brought her on. They probably yeah. were going to do something with her. But um, I, I really wish I knew what <laughs> happened. Yeah, because I, I still think it could have been that, yes, Amber was supposed to have some of the storyline, like the Bill of Rights, for example, but then it would have had actual wars in it. Um, and that, you know, even if Danny had this storyline of, you know, her father and the virus, it would have been handled so much differently if she had not been thrown in there as, yeah, basically the rebound girl for great to get over Amber after she was presumably gone. Yeah, I think that's their big mistake, making her his love interest. Yes. Because yeah. she, she could have been a nice character if she didn't have that part. Yeah. You know, if she didn't have to be the one to sleep with Bray, to get him focused again. Yeah. You know, it's... If, a, if it, it hadn't been so blatantly obvious that that's what she was there yeah. for. You know, like, even if it would have, like, happened later in the show where it was like, oh, okay, you know, like, an actual freaking build-up to it. You know, instead, because we knew from the fair, from the first episode, okay, this is what she's gonna do. You know, yeah. this is her spot in the sh in in the show. This is her spot. Yeah. Um, and that's unfortunate because I would have liked mm -hmm. to have liked her. It would have been nice if they'd surprised us by them two not getting together. Yeah. Or that too. Yeah. You know, you're just like, oh, I assumed she was here to replace Amber with Bray, mm -hmm. and they don't yeah. hook up. That would have been great. She's just yeah. a platonic friend that he meets who helps support him through his grief process. That would have been That's cool. That's not how it works. Yeah. But, you know, <laughs> you know, they just throw them together and you're like, yeah, I saw that coming. You know, oh, yeah. and I would have been, I would have appreciated being surprised by that not yeah. happening. You know, yeah. Bray falling for her because, you know, she made him feel alive and Danny being like, sorry, dude, I don't feel mm -hmm. that way about you or something. Yeah. Or Danny helping Bray realize Dude, you're just imprinting on me because you're still heartbroken. Right. You're still grieving. Mm -hmm. And I know? feel like she is that smart, you know? She is to, to understand that that's yeah. what happened. But she's young, you know? She's young and she's blinded by it. And he's a handsome sure. boy, you know, pretty face. Uh, doesn't, doesn't wear a shirt, you know? And he doesn't hold her father's right. actions against her. 
Well, yeah, because, you know, Zoot's his brother. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, you know, she didn't expect people to not judge her for that. She assumed everyone would hate her for what her father did. I would have. Because she hates, you know, her herself and her yeah. father for what for what he did. Mm -hmm. Having Bray and Danny fall in love, which on the surface, there's nothing wrong with that in general. It's nothing wrong with that. It's when you put it into context is where it becomes a problem. I feel like it devalues what Danny could have been. You know, she, she loses her value as a character, as someone who actually had a point to existing when you just reduce her to Bray's rebound. Yeah. When she just becomes the girl who came in, replaced Amber, and then is easily forgotten by Bray, she loses all the value she could have had if yeah. they had just nixed that love story. Then she could have had the, the value of being this person that they wanted her to be, but they, they, they stripped it of her. You know, heck, even if they would have had to make her his love interest, it would have been nice if they waited like at least half a season for that. Or at least have Bray care about it in season three. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Have him have a moral quandary over trying to find the woman he fell in love with yeah. and realizing <laughs> Amber's alive. And of course, I still love her. I never stopped. I just, you know, I buried yeah. her, you know? But even before they find Amber, it's like... It, it's like he's forgotten that, you know, end of last season, he lost the woman he loved. End of this season, he lost the woman he claims he loved. It's like, he just does not seem to care. The writers really did a terrible job. Yeah. And then they <laughs> take job. all of Danny's accomplishments for all the things I don't like about Danny. You can't ignore the fact that she did exist and she mm -hmm. accomplished a lot in season two. And by having... Just not just having Bray forget she existed, but basically having <laughs> everyone forget she existed. Oh, and yeah. then reclaiming all her accomplishments and giving them to Amber is like yep. the biggest kick in the teeth. Mm -hmm. As much as I love Amber, as much as I love her, and I, 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 I will pom-pom cheer for season one Amber all day long. It was not right. It has never been right that Amber gets to claim Danny's accomplishments. This is what gets me. I don't know if that's the writers. They hated Danny so much that they gave all the accomplishments that she did to Amber, or if because it was meant to be the season two Amber storyline. <laughs> I'm not sure which it is, but they were determined to give it all to Amber. <laughs> and it's like, I'm like, wow, that was just the wrongest wrong that ever wronged. <laughs> the, the only consistency there is that. You know, Bray looks at a girl and he forgets he just lost one. I mean, he saw Danny. You forgot about all the issues with Amber that she was gone. He sees Amber again and he forgets about Danny. Makes me wonder what would have happened in season the fact four. That Bray doesn't actually be isn't given a grief journey the way Lex yeah. is is the biggest con biggest yeah. convincing factor that Amber this was her storyline because they didn't write in a grief story for Bray. She nope. wasn't supposed to die. This girl, Danny, was supposed to be Amber. So there's no grief process for Bray because it was it was never written in. He wasn't supposed to be grieving. Where Lex, it's completely intact. Yeah. You know what I mean? They wrote it. It was all there. None of it was lost. But with Bray, it's not there. It's almost non-existent. No. no no one even really calls him out on it. No one tells him it's it it's okay to grieve. It's okay. You know, he has that tiny moment with Celine, but that's about it. Yeah, it's like they squeezed in a couple moments to be like, oh, we should probably write him grieving because Amber's dead now. 
but it was never meant to be a part of his storyline. So there's so no. little evidence that mm -hmm. he's grieving her, you know? Don't cry, sweetheart. It's only a game. It's not worth breaking your heart over. It's not just the race. What then? I don't have a friend anymore. Nobody cares. <laughs> You've got Cloudy. And Casey, what about Casey? Casey doesn't care about anybody except himself. You've got me and Ryan. But what about when you guys aren't around anymore? What if something should happen to you? What would I do then? Okay, so Chloe is frustrated that everybody else is oblivious to Trudy's odd behavior. So Selene and Ryan try to cheer her up by finding a rat for her to enter into Casey's race. When Ryan initially can't find one, Selene is surprised at how upset Chloe gets. But Chloe later explains it's not about the rat, it's about that she no longer has any friends. So, Panel, what do you make about Chloe's situation? Um, the feeling that she doesn't believe anyone believes her about Trudy and that she's all on her own. Kid. Just poor kid. Yeah, I feel so bad for her. My heart breaks for her because to feel so alone, you know, and it almost makes you feel like you're going a little crazy. Mm -hmm. uh, I just, I, I feel for her a lot. That girl's just constantly, people are telling her she's wrong and it's just mm -hmm. poor little thing. Yeah. And she's so very right. Even when they're comforting her, none of them are actually trying to find out why she feels the way she does about Trudy. Yeah, yeah. They, they just keep trying to, you know, smokescreen her. Again, I get it. They're, they, they're doing it out of love. They're misguided, but it is coming from a loving place. But I think it's worse to be gaslit by people who love you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. You know, not, not. You know, I, I'm not going to shame Celine's behavior in this. She's trying to be Me very neither. supportive of Chloe, but she's missing the one element. Chloe, why do you feel this way about Trudy? What is Trudy doing that has you okay. feeling this way? You know, mm -hmm. talk to me. Tell me why you feel this way. Instead of saying, sweetie, you just have to excuse whatever Trudy's doing and we have to be patient with her. Why don't you find out why Chloe feels this way, you know? And um, yeah, I just, oh, I feel so bad for this kid. And that, that sense that she has no security, as she's saying, what yeah. happens to me? If, if you, something happens to you, you guys are getting along now. You're happy couples now. But what happens when you fight again and you completely forget I exist again? Mm -hmm. You know, what happens to me? You know, who will be there for me? And she doesn't want to go yeah. back to that place where she was a singular unit surviving mm -hmm. on her own. Yeah. She doesn't want to do that again. Like, what happens? Because she, she finally had someone in Patsy, you know, a, an actual peer, someone, a, a friend that, you know, she assumed they'd grow all together, you know, that sort of feeling. But from Celine's point of view, I don't think she ever thought it was about Trudy's behavior. I think they always, you know, the older kids just assumed that Chloe was jealous because Trudy was taking Patsy's time. And I think that's how everyone probably interpreted it. No, they they definitely did. But that's where, you yeah. know, Liz, you know, yeah. says they didn't actually try to find out. They just told her. They just they assumed. Told her what her issue was. Yeah, you know? they made assumptions. And she was just like, they're not going to believe me anyway. And that's sad. Yeah. I mean, Celine doesn't even have an answer when Chloe asks her. You know, she, you know, when she's telling her how she feels about not having a friend anymore. And, you know, Celine's like, well, you still have me and Ryan. And she goes, yeah, but what, ha what happens to me if something happens to you? Celine doesn't even have an answer for her. Mm -hmm. Which, again, I understand why she doesn't. But it's just... That's so frightening. I can't imagine being like 11 years old. And these are the people I depend on. You've already let me down. 
like at least when I had Patsy, we could look at each other and say mom and dad are crazy. But now I don't even mm -hmm. have that. Mm -hmm. What happens when mom and dad decide to go through another separation? You know, like, where am I? Where does that leave me? I have a dog. Mom just told me I have a dog. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And let's get you a rat. And it's, oh, it's, just, it's, it's such, it sucks so much. I feel so mm -hmm. bad. And, you know, this, this girl, you go, she, she, she was like, this is my turn to shine and put on the tears. <laughs> Bravo, sweetie. You nailed it. <laughs> it did remind me though of being a parent and you don't have any answers when your kids are asking you the hard questions. Mm -hmm. And, um, so you're doing everything you can to give them some security, some reassurance. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so the desperation of Ryan, tr you know, trying to get her that rat. I can't answer these questions. I can't make things better. I can't make Patsy be her friend again. I can't patch things up with her and, you know, Trudy, whatever's going on there. I can't even promise that me and my girlfriend are going to get along for the next three days. Yeah. <laughs> get her a rat. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to get her a rat. <laughs> Do you see his face? He looks like he was crawling through that barn for that rat. He mm. probably was. Yeah, he probably, yeah I was going to yeah. say. <laughs> I'm going to get my little girl a rat. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Such a good dad, Ryan. He is. Yep. Oh, you guys just reminded me of something. I, I, I was actually surprised that, um, sorry, going back a bit, that the, no one took offense to the Mulrats winning the rat race. Dude, for real. That's what Josh said. Josh goes, and of course, a mall rat won. I think that might have been because Lex had already called off all bets. So there was nothing to win there. True. Chloe was a late entry. She's an yeah. unassuming party. She's just a little girl. She just barely got in the race. I think if Casey had won, people would have been much more suspicious. Mm -hmm. Especially since all the other rats weren't doing anything. But since yeah, Chloe showed rats up... Dead, practically. <laughs> right. I, I think... I think Sabine's right. There was nothing to lose at that point. You know what oh, I no, mean? They still betted. Af afterwards, they, the bet went ahead. Yeah, but no one bet on her rat. So she had nothing. I don't think she had anything to get from it. Again, I don't know how the bets worked. I'm, I don't get I mean, as mm. soon as none of the other rats moved, <laughs> you would they think that out, someone yeah. would be like, hey. And then when someone hey. did realize it was suspicious, they still didn't actually say anything. Um, like, so hold on. on the dance competition, you I mean, run the rat risk. Hold on, right? You know, and brave and ask Casey, Where'd you get those water bottles? Mm. Bro, you knew exactly what happened. Mm -hmm. It is Come weird, on. but I kind of wonder now. I'm again, I'm just gonna straight up say it. it's weird, it doesn't make any <laughs> sense. Um, but if I were gonna try and tie myself into knots to make sense of it. Maybe it's because this was such a spur of the moment thing. I mean, they literally put it together in a couple hours because there wasn't yeah. going to be a rat race when Casey first won at one. Ebony was like, no, I'm in charge of security of the city. We're not having one. So anyone who might have been majorly invested in the rat race, it didn't happen. And then out of nowhere, this just balmy Wednesday afternoon, you know, some kid goes, we're having a rat race. If you can find a rat, come be there in two hours. So I feel like the competitors weren't really that invested. And maybe that's mm -hmm. why it wasn't that big of a deal for most people. It was just a bit of fun in the afternoon. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. It was the wait list. Whereas, for example, with the party, that was <laughs> planned. People were invested. People probably practiced for that dance competition. They wanted that mm -hmm. petrol. We knew what was on the line. And people were really pissed off in the Mallrats. <laughs> yeah, I mean, come on. 
Rightfully so. so. <laughs> maybe, just maybe, it's just because it was like a spur of the moment thing that you decided to do because you weren't busy at three o'clock <laughs> and yeah. you didn't yeah. really care. How many people have had these rats laying around? In <laughs> like, I'll just grab a rat and go to the rat race. Yeah, I suppose that's true. Yeah. Kudos to uh, Alice, though. She put together a fantastic obstacle yes, course did. with only oh, yeah. a couple of hours and no warning. Mm -hmm. She's crafty. Yeah. She just had that lying around, apparently. <laughs> like, oh, Alice. Well, they do have a pet <laughs> store, so. I know, but still, she still had to put it together. Mm -hmm. thing is incredible. I'm just curious. I'm just amazed at how many kids in this city keep rats as a pet. Yeah. And they're so docile. Nobody's getting bit by these things. <laughs> well, they, they could, you know, Ryan couldn't find one in the sewers. What if they were sneaking down there during market and catching rats? <laughs> <laughs> probably. I mean. Yeah. Probably doing all the work rotor stuff. They probably got them to clean it out. <laughs> mm -hmm. Rats for everyone. Rats. <laughs> And you get your antidote. <laughs> <laughs> Grab a rat and get an antidote. <laughs> One poor little rat was murdered. Ugh. Aww. Poor Lex. Aww. Poor Lex. Poor I'm Lex. I'm so sorry. For, this is for you, Lex. Oh. I'm pouring one out for that little rat. He <laughs> <laughs> didn't deserve it. He <laughs> didn't. Okay, let's bring this right down because we're going to have to talk about the other opposite side of this. So. Mm. <sighs> Thanks to Casey drugging the other entrance, Chloe's rat Ray does win the race, but in, in the ensuing excitement, Celine gushes about what Ryan has done for Chloe and tells him she loves him, and he replies by asking her to marry him. So, um, yeah, go ahead, panel. My first first words, oh, Ryan, like, oh, man. I, I don't, I, someone else uh, go. No, you, you mentioned a bucket earlier. I needed it for this. I'll just sum it up. Someone made a comment and just said, Ryan, baby steps. You just baby got this woman steps. to start liking you yes. again. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> baby steps. Oh, uh, but that, uh. that makes, that reminds me of him wanting the baby though. Mm. It just gets us back to the fact that Ryan is still not secure in this relationship. And of yeah. course he's not. He has every reason to be insecure in this relationship. He and Celine mm. have not actually resolved their issues. And he's still just desperate to lock it down. Yep. yep. That security of knowing that I have this thing. And she's saying mm -hmm. she's gushing with love for him. And he just gets caught up in it. And he's just like, if I can secure this, if I can secure this milestone of what it is to be in a relationship, I won't have to worry about me and Celine anymore. Because yeah. we'll have this on lock. That's, you know, a very immature way of thinking. But most of us go through our lives thinking that we need to hit certain milestones for our relationships to be real mm -hmm. and so that's what we do we just like even if our relationship is completely unhealthy we'll be like but we had the milestone so we're yeah. obviously doing yeah. it right <laughs> yep. oh it's cringe though the cringe is real you can literally see her face just melt off her skull yeah <laughs> she was like oh. why do you have to ruin this <laughs> oh. oh ryan oh ryan felt her too because, like, I love my boyfriend. We've been together for a couple years. But if he did this to me, I'd have the same reaction. Like, we've mm. talked about this. <laughs> I'm not ready for that. Like, I would be, I would react the same way Celine did. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I gotta go. I gotta go. <laughs> I gotta go. I gotta go pee. Sorry. I gotta go pee. <laughs> I mean, it could have been worse. They didn't get a ring. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> For the moment thing. He's just so thrilled. She's happy with him. Mm. She's just like, I love you, Ryan. You're a shining star. She's so thrilled. He's like, oh my gosh. She just made him light up with her approval, which is all mm. Ryan wants from this woman yeah. is her yeah. approval. And he's just like, I think I've got the golden ticket. Mm. <laughs> And she's like, there's no chocolate factory, dude. Like, seriously. <laughs> uh, she's happy. She might say yes. Quick. Get her mm-hmm. to say yes while she's not thinking straight. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> and from that moment on, you just know. Like, his, his enthusiastic, spur-the-moment proposal, the expression on her face, that's it. There's there's mm. no hope for this. It's downhill from yep. here. Doom. <sighs> so sad it's so sad <laughs> you're like it's like rooting for your team you know what i mean like oh my gosh he's gonna make it home and then he trips over his shoelaces and you're just like game over it's over yep let's get to the car before we can beat traffic let's just go people are like i, I love seeing ryan i'm like how <laughs> <laughs> point to all these points i was like how do you like them together <laughs> i'll never understand I, i've never understood that sorry i i will say as much as I don't care for Ryan and Celine, and I will not defend them anymore, I do see the appeal. People are looking at the moments when they're at their best, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and they're ignoring everything else. Look at them in the barn trying to help Chloe. In that moment, if you ignore everything else, they are couple <laughs> goals. <laughs> they have mm. these beautiful moments, but that's all they are. They're just the yeah. postcards of a relationship. Mm-hmm. That's actual destination the place you actually visited and you know they're the instagram of couples it looks really sweet in the moments when it's working but behind the camera's off they're a hot mess you should not yeah. be emulating this yep. no and the actors have good chemistry you know mm-hmm. they you know they look good together they act their scenes really well together so i get the appeal but i can't root for them <laughs> it's like people who ship you know severus snape and harry potter oh they my just, god they ignore the reality yeah, <laughs> it's just like absolutely what if <laughs> they could be amazing together no no just no <laughs> no that's just wrong on several different levels oh that ship is hard you guys i know uh, this is why i don't read fan fiction <laughs> i ignore it there if are some realities that are easier to imagine than others <laughs> oh man i'm good <laughs> I suppose if you really like a ship enough, you can make it work in your mind, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the fun yeah. part of shipping. Fair <laughs> enough, fair enough. Exactly what Ryan's doing, <laughs> I mean, for some reason, I managed to ship Trudy and Jack, so, yeah. But at least their relationship wasn't like this. I'm trying to defend you, Ryan and Selena shippers, I hope you appreciate the effort. Yeah, it's, uh, okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying. It takes, it takes effort to defend them, though. Oh, uh, I'm not defending that relationship anymore. But <laughs> nope, that is done. Oh, it's done. I, mean, I need you guys to write in because there's a scene coming up soon. I need you all to write in and tell me why you love this couple so much because there's a scene coming up. Yes, <laughs> yes, we need to know. I am yes. gonna go ballistic. I'm <laughs> so please tell me why you like this couple because <laughs> we need answers to this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna let rip when this scene happens, but um, yeah. Good night. And thanks. 
was very delicious. So trying to avoid Alice, Lex ends up asking to see Trudy, who tells him she forgives him for what happened on the beach, as it ended up putting her on the correct path. Later, she invites him to dinner, and Lex enjoys seeing Tyson jealous before flirting shamelessly with Trudy during the meal itself. Chapanel, what did you make? Mm. Meal, Trudy and Lex, the subtle hints to the next <laughs> meal, and let's not forget the flirting and the kiss. Like, yeah, what did you make of the uh, Lex. I mean, uh, for, from her, I can understand it for nefarious reasons, you know, but... <sighs> I just, I, I don't know. It is Lex, okay? But it is Lex, all right? But I think in this moment, I kind of just expected better. I expected just a little bit better in this moment from him. You know what I mean? But it, he, he's still Lex. In the end, he will always be Lex. You know what I mean? And we see that throughout the rest of the series. I know, but Trudy was like the one woman that he didn't look at that way before. <laughs> Well, I mean, come on, come on, come on. That dinner, the way she was uh, acting. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. No, but I mean, Trollope. before he didn't, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On purpose, absolutely. Yeah, I, yes. <laughs> There's a lot of moving parts here, and I really mm -hmm. do find the personal motivations of each of them very fascinating. We have Trudy, who, one, just wants to get revenge on Lex, understandably so. Revenge for a lot of things. This guy's done nothing but treat her like garbage from the moment she showed up in the mall yeah. on the verge of giving birth to a child. Mm -hmm. You know, she'd done nothing to him. And he went out of his way to just torment her, you know. And then has the, you know, and is the reason in her eyes that she ended up with the Chosen. And has, you know, here he is, come to her. And like, I didn't mean anything by it. Um, you know, I really was trying to help you and trying to apologize. And she has every reason to be like, I'm going to take this opportunity to get back at you. Just some petty revenge. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not part of her mission, but it just feels yep. good. She's in a confident place. And it's really easy to play that flirtatious role when you really don't care about the other person. And yeah. it can be mm -hmm. a lot of fun to be the Sharon Stone. In oh, the I'm room. sure she's having a blast. She's loving it, you know. Oh. And uh, she's not interested in him. So it's really mm -hmm. fun to play this role and just to get back at him, knowing he'll fall for it anyway. Because yes, he's just because, because, he's because it's Lex. Because it's you Lex. Know? And uh, yeah, so I, I get where Trudy's coming from. Just that, that, that power. But again, it's on a petty level. She's not yeah. doing any permanent damage to anybody, you know. And then you have Lex. Where, yeah, he's being Lex. Mm -hmm. Let's remember, Lex came from a place where he was, he had one girl trailing after him, thinking the world of him. Like, if nothing else worked out, Zondra wanted him more than anything in the world. He felt like yeah. a big man with Zondra on his arm. She was beautiful. She was different than the other girls. She kept herself really nice. Mm -hmm. You know, she was a pe he, she was an accessory he enjoyed having. And then she was gone and Lex was a loser, like the biggest loser ever. Nobody liked him. Nobody respected him. Nobody was enamored of him except Alice, who is his friend, but he doesn't feel that way about her. And suddenly he feels on top of his game. Tysan, the girl who got away, is back in his mm -hmm. bed and actually likes him again. He's feeling good. And here's Trudy, receptive to his apology. Of course, Lex is going to be like, look at me. 
I'm the big man on campus again. I haven't felt this in ages. I'm going to flex this. Mm-hmm. It feels so good. This makes sense that he would lean into it. Mm-hmm. She's jealous. Tyson's jealous. That feels so good to Lex. Like, oh my gosh. To be honest, it was hilarious to see that. I mean, I'm, I know I'm evil, but it felt good to see Tyson jealous. That's really cool to see her reach a point where she felt that emotion for the first time. Mm-hmm. And to actually like, show the emotion. Right. She'd never had that before. Season one, Zondra even called her out for being jealous. And Tyson was like, no, <laughs> like yeah. I seriously couldn't give a damn about that guy. Mm-hmm. I wish you all the happiness in the world. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? And uh, for the first time, she's like, oh, this is what it feels like. I don't like this. This is not enjoyable. <laughs> See, I get the whole Lex soaking up all this and feeling like he's on top of the world at the moment, but to try it on with Trudy, I, I don't know. know. Like the moment that he, I don't know, yeah, even for Lex, I feel like this is like, okay. <laughs> Alrighty then. I wonder mm-hmm. if he just wanted to know if he could do it. Like, mm-hmm. I, I wonder if he was just enjoying the game. He might have been. You know? Yeah. Like, you know, Possibly. she's being so sultry. You know, and he's like, wow, this is awesome. Because he's not really offended when she turns her head, which tells me he wasn't that invested in it. It was a game and he enjoyed playing yeah. it with her. I, I, but not just on that point, I think because he knows he's got Tyson <laughs> in the yeah. back. It was, I think, yeah, he didn't, mind, he didn't mind it. But I think it would be different if he didn't have. Mm-hmm. So you had two people who weren't that invested in this going anywhere, but they mm. were enjoying the play mm-hmm. with each other. For different reasons. <laughs> but yeah, it's just, they were both enjoying the game. Yeah, Trudy was loving it. <laughs> she yeah, I mean, come on, the chance to get back at the guy who wanted to throw you out while you were giving birth. The guy who you kind of feel is responsible responsible for the death of your baby daddy. <laughs> and all the things he did after. Mm. I think Lex is enjoying the idea that Tyson is jealous because again, Tyson was the girl he couldn't win before. She didn't care Mm -hmm. about him. And so here she is straight up told him, yes, of course I'm jealous. That made him feel Mm -hmm. good. Like, oh my gosh, her of all people is scared. She could lose me. I'm, I'm really loving this, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. And even, you know, when Trudy turns her head, his, his reaction is just like, fair enough. Yeah. I just wanted to see if I could get in there. <laughs> yeah, game over. Okay, you win. Fine. Have a nice you night. Win. Yep. <laughs> it's like role playing with your partner, where you pretend to pick each other up at a bar. You know, you just mm-hmm. want to know that your partner would still put all that effort into getting you again. You know, yeah. and mm-hmm. so yeah, I just think that's what it is. It's just playing a game for the two of them. It feels really good to be in that position. Trudy, mainly because it's the first time for her. And Lex, because it's been a long time since he's been in, had this advantageous of a position as a male. Yeah. If you say if Trudy was fully game, where do you think it would have ended? Would Lex have gone all the way, even knowing what was developing with Tyson? What do you think? Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Well, it's hard to know right there. I have, okay, to be fair to Lex. Um, I do think that if Trudy actually was game and was actually mm-hmm. receptive to him and not, you know, just playing with him, his emotions, I think Lex would have gone in for that kiss. It might have turned into a makeout session, 
but there is a possibility. There's two ways it could have gone. Lex would have, you know, run home mm-hmm. and then regretted the game. Be like, oh, crap. You know, yeah. I, I mm-hmm. didn't, I, she made an offer I couldn't refuse. <laughs> I'm so sorry she came on to me. It wasn't Oh, me. my goodness. What am I going to, you know, I fell into my old ways. Or he would have stopped himself in the middle of that makeout session and realized, I don't actually want this. It could have gone one of those two ways. Mm-hmm. I can't tell yeah. you which way it would have gone, though. Yeah, it's an interesting fool. <laughs> <laughs> would he have stopped? Would he? Mm. I'm just saying there's a fair chance he might have, because again, he's not upset when she doesn't accept the kiss, mm-hmm. which tells me he wasn't that invested in this going anywhere. He was just enjoying the ride. So I think that does speak to him not taking the ride all the way to Gainesville, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Just knowing he could take the ride. <laughs> Yeah, and then be like, "You can leave me at the the gas station. I don't actually need to go there. I'm just, I just needed to know you would take me there." Mm Yeah, that's that's very fair. Yeah, we see later that Lex doesn't have too much trouble with infidelity, so right, (laughs) he'd feel guilty about it, but he might have done it. He has issues with it if it's someone doing it to him. Oh yeah, of course. He's you know classic misogyny here there. But Lex also still believes that this is just the way guys are. That's how he defines it. He believes wholeheartedly from his chest. Men can't help themselves. We are built this way. That's the way we're supposed to be. Women aren't supposed to be this way. So he really does believe that crap. Like, well, I couldn't help it. I'm a guy. (laughs) But you're supposed to be able to help it because you're a girl. (laughs) He's wrong, but he believes it. Yeah. Okay, let's move on to the other love triangle. Oh boy. <laughs> square? The square? Yes, yeah, a square now, isn't it? <laughs> square! So, after another close call at the hotel, Jack and Dara return to the mall for the party, and Jack instantly becomes jealous of Ellie's connection with him. And later on, Ellie and Dara tease him about his jealousy before Ellie reminds him he is the one she wants. So, Pan, what do you make of, yeah, well, as you mentioned, this square between Jack, Dara, Ellie, and Wolf? I would probably be jealous too. Like, look at how easily she, you know, and she just gushes about Wolf. And Jack is a jealous person, as is, right? Insecure. Uh, yeah, he's very insecure, especially with his in his relationship with Ellie, because Dal's already there, right? Yeah. Um, the teasing at first, okay, I was like, well, this isn't nice, you know? And then she, the way she ended it, I was like, well, that's kind of cute, mm. you know? But I don't know. It's a, Ellie, she's so fickle. She is a. <laughs> I, I kind of felt bad for Jack. I did. That's what I'm saying. Like, I understand why he yeah. reacted the way he did, you know? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, I feel like he probably could have been even worse. We've seen mm-hmm. him worse, I think, with his supposed best friend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I often feel like Ellie is trying to prove a point to Jack, um, especially in, given how young she is and how immature she is. But Ellie has been raised to be an independent woman and she sees her sister mm-hmm. emulating that. Yeah. And you're not owned by a guy. You don't let a guy dictate what you do. Um, and I feel like what she tries to do with Jack, I'm not saying it always lands what she's trying to do, but I do feel like this is what she's trying to do is like she wants Jack to respect her autonomy respect her mm-hmm. as his partner, respect her independence, and mean, and that means going out of her way to admire another person 
to remind him, you do not own me. Yeah. I'm with you because I want to be, not because I need mm-hmm. to be. It's my choice to be with you. You need to be secure with that being my choice. Now, I'm not saying she always mm-hmm. lands this, but I do mm-hmm. feel like that's what she's trying to do a lot. Yeah. I think that's what she learned from the women in her family. Like, Jack, I'm not going to stop spending time with this guy because you're possessive and jealous and insecure. I like him. Yeah. I enjoy his company. I'm going to praise him to your face. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then she throws him a bone. He's all yeah. those wonderful things, Jack, but he's not you. Get over it. I like you. Again, she doesn't always nail this because sometimes you could almost say she's poking the bear in the zoo mm-hmm. by preying on her partner's mm-hmm. insecurity. But I don't think she's trying to prey on his insecurity so much as she's trying to make sure she has those boundaries for them with him. Like, yes, mm-hmm. I will spend time with this guy. I will praise this guy. I can think the world of him. I'm still your girlfriend. Don't yeah. lose sight of that, Jack. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm choosing right. to be your girlfriend. Get over it, you know? And it it does feel, it doesn't always give you a good feeling because I don't think she's very good at it. No. You know what I'm saying? Like, I get it, but I'm like, eh, sometimes you push it, Ellie. Sometimes. I mean, I'm, you know, I get it. Jack is a pain mm. in the butt, but, you know, sometimes you're <laughs> pushing you're being it. mean. Sometimes you're pushing it, sweetie. Because I've done that, you know, because I feel like I have to prove that to my partner as well. You know, like, if you're going to be possessive and insecure and jealous all the time, I'll give you a reason to be jealous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not the most mature that? response. <laughs> It's like wearing that really sexy number after you've had a fight with your partner and they see you leaving the house and they're like, you're leaving wearing that. And it's like, yes, I am. And if you're lucky, I'm coming home to you. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. The wolf is the one who gets the last laugh. Here's Ellie playing games with Jack and wolf is playing her so hard. Oh, I almost feel bad for her. Almost. (laughs) I don't actually feel bad for her because she just trusted him so quickly. And I'm like, Ellie, I thought you were smarter than that. Like, yep. so is it because he's got, he's kind of pretty, you know what I mean? Or is it, I, I don't know. I don't it's know. the charm. He's likable. Yeah, that's yeah. That's exactly mm-hmm. it. He's yes. He's charismatic. What does she say to her sister? When Alice says, how do you know it's true? And she says, I trust Wolf. And it's like, you've wow. known him for 48 hours. Exactly. Ellie. That's where I was like, you, I thought you were better than that i don't know you know what i mean we've we've all had those experiences where we've met someone for a very short period of time and Mm -hmm. like when we were young and felt like oh my gosh i made such a connection with this person i trust them yeah Mm -hmm. because we're dumb (laughs) we're so dumb yeah i'm giving i'm giving wolf all the kudos i'm really impressed with him yeah i he he plays his role so well yeah so likable you know he's so cool that I don't even care when I find out he's a spy. I'm just like, yeah, you can still join right. us. We have worse people in this he, tribe. He gave Jack, you know, about mm. the scientist and the techie. I was like, oh, <laughs> oh, you look at you. I love him so much. <laughs> I wanted him to stay. Me too. <laughs> and it's Honestly, not just I don't like him, but I, I, don't, I, can I, don't understand, like I can understand why people do, but I'm like, no, dude, I, I know who you are. I'm sorry. I have that pre-bias, you know? I don't I even can't. care that he's a spy because I'm just like, dude, we've had worse people in this tribe. Just, I guess there's you know, Ebony, you know? Just join the group. It's fine. Someone. You're not the worst person to not be with us. 
Not yet. Been assaulted anybody, sexually harassed anybody, tried to kill he, anybody. You no, know, but he did he did a dang good job at his job. <laughs> yeah. Bang up spy, right? Good job. It is weird though, once you realize that he's a spy, you know. It, it it's is. like oh, yeah. when you realize that he's one of the chosen, you're like, how does someone who comes across so affable fall for that stuff? Believe in that stuff, you know? He, you know, he comes across as somebody who would never, who wouldn't be in that ball, you know, and, and yeah, because we see Trudy struggle with it and yeah, he doesn't even have that kind of pressure on him to be a good spy. And yet he just does it effortlessly. And I mean, even if he failed, it wouldn't be that big of a deal. He could just run away. The Chosen don't have anything he needs, you know, yeah. and yeah, he, he handles it so well. <laughs> Sorry, my mind went like, <laughs> I was a little thinking. <laughs> Is he like a spy sent to different cities and like sorry in Discord everywhere? Or was he just just for this moment they enlisted him to? <laughs> he's Trudy's personal spy. He's a freelancing mm. spy. Yeah, he's a mercenary. <laughs> like he's not even a chosen. They just he just yeah, that's a, he's, he's a hired hand. Doesn't seem like a chosen member. It's like he's just for this spying thing. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Cool. You know he's they a, promised him a lot of food. And um, yeah, he's for hire apparently. I don't like him, but he's an interesting character. He's definitely an interesting. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, and yeah, like, what did you make of that final scene in the sewers where he reveals himself to Trudy, saying it's time, and she takes off the veil? It was great. And becomes the supreme mother. Uh, it was great, and I was like, finally, because now I understand why she creeps me out. You know, uh, it's cinematic gold. Yes. Yeah. It's so dramatic the way she Good. comes out of the, like almost out of the fog. With yeah. the <laughs> it's so ridiculous, unnecessary. I love it so much. Yep. That's what makes it so great. That it's not necessary. <laughs> the Chosen, they totally have a drama club and their choir. <laughs> they really do. Like, does she need the veil? Really? Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because how else would she do the reveal? Of the chosen, <laughs> Jaffa is all over that. He was such a theater kid in school, you know. Yes, it. he was. Yes. He was. He's all about theatrics. Always, he's got to make a show. You know. I mean, it explains why he made them form a glee club. Come on. Oh gosh. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of pomp, ceremony. <laughs> I did like it though. I just, I love the whole. We all know it's not a good idea for Ellie to print the story even before we yeah. know what's up with Wolf. You just feel like, wait, honey, how do you know he's telling you the truth? We don't know this guy. You know, he just came out of nowhere. All that mm. glitters is not gold, blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? And how convenient it is to have gotten mm-hmm. this news. And Yep. It's just, it just, it all, it doesn't sit well with you. The whole episode that, you know, she prints this story and they're passing it out to everybody. And everyone just takes it as the truth, as a fact. We don't have to think mm. about the Chosen anymore. Trudy, you're safe. Everything is fine now. We can all celebrate. <laughs> Even and to the point of, Trudy, you're a hero. Right, you know, and that ending makes you realize why you've had that weird feeling in your stomach the whole time. Yeah. You know, like, mm. I knew it. I knew it. It was too weird, too strange, too off-putting. And it, it still, it feels like something they all kind of deserve. Kind of. Mm-hmm. Like, I should feel, this should feel foreboding. And maybe it did once upon a time for me, but I can't remember that time anymore. I can just remember, I can only feel what I feel now as an adult. And I don't feel like, oh no, you guys, oh no, it's getting bad. Wake up. Instead, I'm just like, 
here comes yeah. your comeuppance. <laughs> yep. 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 Well, because now we see them all red. Yeah, we see them all reds as like villains now, you know? Like we <laughs> see it from a different lens, I guess. Uh, and it's like, yeah, well, you guys were dumb. This is what you get. <laughs> like, this is what you get for letting your guard down. They were just too excited and how convenient, you know, it was that she just got home and now this guy's traveled from where? You know? The north. And the mountains somewhere. The mountains <laughs> somewhere. Up north. Chosen their gun. 30 okay, miles that like, way. All that research you did on the it's virus, you wouldn't take anybody's word for it, you know? <laughs> and now this guy's here and he's like, well, the chosen are gone. You know? Yeah. Because he bats his eyelashes. And In the story. Someone actually mentions as they're reading it, but like how? There are no specifics even in the story she wrote. <laughs> right. That means he, he gave her no specifics. <laughs> they're just done. They're, they're done. Just done. They walked away from each other. Sorry. I, I saw them hold up a white flag that literally said, We're, we quit. Like, <laughs> oh gosh. And we. I was like, he didn't even spin a good story like with specifics. Like, I saw a fight break out. I saw them warring. I saw them get decimated by another tribe. Just anything, nothing. Just they're over. The We're not sure dead. how. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Even just I saw the his head on a dead, spike. <laughs> yeah, like <sighs> someone burned their temple to the ground. Just anything. Yeah. Mm -hmm. See, Sasha would have spun a really good story. <laughs> He would have, and he would have been the perfect spy. He would have included fruits and veggies, beard animals. Oh, mm. um, okay, cool. <laughs> On that note, bring series two, episode 40 to a close. Thank you very much to the panel. And if you'd like to take part in the future episode of the podcast, do send us a message on our Facebook page, on our website, thetrab.co.uk. And also send in your questions. We'd love to hear from you. So we'll see you next time for episode 41. Until then, bye. 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 Bye.